Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> diddly dee. <diddly, diddly>, <laughs> big one, small one, some as big as your head. Diddly diddly dee. So I didn't know the Jonah song, but that one, that one I get. I that don't one. know that one. I've got a bunch of coconuts. I don't know. From that the one. Lion King, but it actually came out way, way before. It, it came was out actually taped. I had the notes there. Merv Griffin. Really? He was the original. Was a, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you got notes on everything. <laughs> But I don't have apps. <laughs> <laughs> just notes. Just notes. You know, they have a notes app. It's great. <laughs> so behind the scenes, let's like we always do, let's go behind the scenes with uh, Pastor Hank for a minute. I don't think they're ready. These two guys in here, they use guys just <laughs> arbitrarily. These two dudes and dudes. <laughs> he went worse. from offending no worse. one to offending <laughs> everyone. <laughs> These two peeps here my peeps are regaling each other oh i've got this i got this memorization app hey, that's so wonderful oh, I've, got just like oh i've got one too i've got one too does yours do this does your, oh my does it take the first letter and you do this oh my does it oh my does it it's just so wonderful here's what i say i've got pen and paper y'all i refuse to get a memorization app but if you it's lose fun, that though. pen and paper, it's fun. It's gone. It is. It turns into kind it's of a fun. game. It's, yeah. Didn't you ever play those games when you were little and you would write on the board like candy and leave blanks to, to help you? Didn't you ever do that? People yeah, in I my hands, that. I have a book right now. How to memorize? It might for even life. tell you in there what kind of apps. And by the way, and I showed it to Dan, and Dan went, "Oh, psh. it it got no app in there, sister." You never know. I've read the book. <laughs> You've read this book so, already? Yes. Just came like, in the other day. It doesn't be long. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have no stinking app, man. We memorize it with pen and paper. You get hand cramps. Because <laughs> I don't write much. <laughs> and by the way, to answer your question, if you lose that, guess what you do? What? You buy another piece of paper <laughs> and you buy another pen. Uh, you can. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, so glad you're here. My name is Hank Meadows. I'm lead pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Matter of fact, I'm the only dude on staff at Marion Baptist Church right <laughs> on now. On staff, there are other dudes present. Yeah. Don't point that out after the last episode. And depending upon the day and the hour, and sometimes the minute, is depending upon which hat I am currently wearing. <laughs> that is just true because Mona, bless her heart, she catches, Mona, what am I supposed to be doing now? So, and there's my home slice, Miss Mona, over there. Hey, hey. Who cannot be replaced by an app? No. <laughs> and then over there... There he is. The one, the oh, only. The fade. <laughs> Dan. I, I, I like the fade because it, it refers to my haircut. Yes. But it also refers to the fact that uh, just in a general sense, I feel like I'm fading every day just a little more. So, yeah. I didn't say failing. <laughs> I said fade. <laughs> oh, my. Well, now I feel like I'm failing every day. <laughs> I got so much backlash about pumpkin eyes. I, well, well, I, I can't Folks were offended on your behalf. There were pumpkins offended everywhere. <laughs> I mean, people were offended. I, I was literally getting text messages yeah. that just said, pumpkin eyes, question mark. <laughs> and I said, I would respond, number one, 
It's Ponkina. <laughs> Completely different. Number two, it's sort of my podcast. <laughs> I think you. I, I have co-hosts. Yes, away absolutely. With it. It's I think you could have got away with it. It was putting your son up to also call me <laughs> Punkinize on our podcast. That really just. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, say, so, hey, guys, we're going to take a break from um, <clears throat> enough shenanigans for the day. We're going to take a break from the minor profits because a little birdie told me you were tired of them, man. <laughs> But he had so much fun last week. We we did have yes we last, had a lot week, of fun I, last week. I last week. I'll be honest, behind the scenes, real quick. I don't always listen to our podcast after I edit it. This this past week, I did because it was so good. Like yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. it well, fun. I decided to tell you that Drew spilled the beans about <laughs> you were tired of them on air to see how you were going to respond. And might I just say, I'm very very yeah. disappointed in your reaction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had stated it here. I think. What? I well, think I, you stated, sort of, I was like, eh. Because we're hitting on the same themes a lot. Um, Are you questioning the Bible? No, no. I just meant <laughs> like the Bible wasn't necessarily structured after a podcast, you know, <laughs> episode. So yeah, so like, we're gonna take a break. Oh. So anyway, why are you waving at me? I, I was taking my glasses off. Oh, okay. theatrically. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question before we ever begin: What, when you think of the church? What do you see? Where where does your mind go when you think about church? Yeah, and yes, by the way, people, I can flip that switch from goofy to serious in in like a heartbeat. We're just trying to catch up at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, I did not. This is, I went I went old school on these guys, y'all, and I did not give them this question beforehand. I, I would just say, you know, as far as like definition, family believers, like it's. And, and a lot of people say, oh, is it really a family? Yeah, it's a family. Whether you see that as good, bad, or in between, it's well, a family. If you go back and listen to Rick Vi preach last yeah. Sunday, he preached the, the family. Yeah. The, the I'm with Rick. I don't really think it's the Lord's Prayer. I think it yeah, was he absolutely. was teaching the disciples mm-hmm. to pray. Yep. So I tend to call it a lot of times. Sometimes I'll say Lord's Prayer. I call it disciples' prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, that he said that that prayer, when it says our Father, we yeah. are in heaven, our it identifies family. us as that family, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know. Yeah. So I was probably going to say the same thing. That That's why I, I jumped out of here. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that I do think of a gathering of the family of God. And and I think that um, then my next thought was when we've been in other countries, when we went have been in Brazil, and the, the times when we have been worshiping with the church in Brazil, and how... Um, <clears throat> fabulous that was because even though we didn't don't speak the same language we were speaking the same language of praise mm-hmm. to god to our father as yeah. a family and so and that's been some of my favorite times oh it, it, to be there and this is what you cannot replicate <coughs> through pictures or whatever to be there and to hear them singing yeah. and i mean I, and i've been to a bunch right. of different places and it's the same everywhere yeah and to 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 know the song they're singing and you can, and I can sort of keep up with English. I mean, it's a little, you're quickly, I understand how a translator works because you're quickly trying to figure out what the word to say. Mm. But, and then you just stop and you just get taken away by the moment Mm -hmm. of just worship Mm -hmm. because you're worshiping the same God and you can feel the moving of the Holy Spirit and you can feel the, the joy that he brings and the, the love that he brings and the the togetherness that he brings. I mean, seriously, I remember, I, I think it was maybe y'all's first one. 
we were doing the Saturday night event, and I don't know, there was something different. I know it was. It was because I remember y'all's first one. And we did remember that Saturday night event we did there. Um, I was at the soccer field. I, I talked mm-hmm. to all those kids about mm-hmm. soccer. And then, but remember at the end, the end, the the time at that place, whatever, how, whatever they call it on Saturday night. Remember, it went a little bit longer, and they started playing worship yeah, songs. Yeah, and y'all, right? On, and I was with yes. the the guys, uh-huh. and and I remember Willie. Hey, Willie, shout out my brother. I love you, man. Willie looked at me and goes, one day we'll be saying yes. the same, speaking mm. the same language, mm-hmm. and yep. we can sing it together, brother. Yeah. Yep. So I, it is a great thing. And so, sadly, you guys gave me the churchified what church should be answer. Let's <laughs> just be honest. Church can be mean at times. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. But And I was that. I did have that thought when Dan, when Dan mentioned a family, and I think you said something like, the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. yeah. But and it's it it is truly like a family in that sense, in the fact that we do hurt each other's feelings. Oh my goodness! And we do fight. And we can be a little dysfunctional, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, so there is that dynamic there also. And so with that, and and here, but here's the truth, and I think you can attest to this about me. I love mm-hmm. the church, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love this church, yeah. I love our church, man. I yeah. love it. I love it. I get so excited. I get excited on, on podcast nights because you're part of the family. I get excited on Wednesday nights. I get excited on Sunday mornings. I get excited on Sunday nights. I get excited if we're going to do something. Uh, and I love the church. Yep. But, man, church has got some serious flaws, and the enemy wants to come against the church yeah. with everything he's got. Yep. yep. We know that when Jesus started it, uh, you know, he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Um and so we're in Acts, and I know we've taken a long introduction time because this is not going to be a one-time deal. Paul talks about what's going to happen when he's gone, and and I believe I believe what he's saying is as time goes on, the enemy's really going to come against it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just start. We're, so we're in Acts chapter twenty. Um, we're going to start at verse um, seventeen. Um, and read down through read down through 25 I I doubt we'll get farther than that but (laughs) because there's a there's a wow statement in here okay about how we should act in the church and if we did how the church would have a different testimony Mm -hmm. now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time, from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. 
All right, let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the privilege and the joy that it is to be part of your family and part of your church. And we understand we can only be that uh, through the inheritance gained through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so we're, th we're so thankful for that. And we just pray that during this time we would celebrate uh, what you call the church to be uh, and at the same time look at the changes that need to happen, where you're calling the church, and, and just look at the Scripture through that uh, lens of what are we called to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I saw what I did see a reel today, and it was funny. Not really what got me on this, but I thought about it. It said the church should be more than a date on a calendar. It mm. should be the center of your world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If true. you told that to the average Christian, mm -hmm. they'd be like, "What? Yeah, I've got, no, no. I've got this, and I've got this, uh -huh. and I've got this, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do this." When ultimately, if we believe God's word, your life and lifestyle should be based around and centered around. Mm -hmm. The church. Right. I'm not talking about this building. Right. Uh -huh. I'm talking about the ones that occupy the building. Yeah. yeah. What is your church family doing? Are they meeting? I'm, I mean, look, I, I get criticized all the time, and I know it. I hear it, so it's cool. He thinks we ought to be there all the time. Actually, I do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to run from carnality. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you ought to be there on Sunday nights and Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights and any other time that we can gather. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let carnality back me down. Right. And it just seems like the more carnal our society gets, the less people want church. Yeah. Right. I mean, it just drives me bonkers. Yep, I agree. We're here. God's word's being proclaimed. We're teaching our kids downstairs. Can't get parents to bring kids to that. We got youth. Can't get them to bring the youth over there. We can't even get them to come up here and then be like, well, I, I, man, we just are not doing enough for our kids in church to raise them up. What's going on with our kids? I brought them to church. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bringing a kid to church once every, I don't know, 20 weeks. Yep. You don't make it to the pros in baseball yep. with that bad average. <laughs> That's right. So what do we see here? Let's talk. I know, I'm really, y'all, I got to be careful. I'll talk a lot <laughs> today. Uh, well, what, as I was reading, what I noticed that Paul is saying is that he, um, like in verse 20, when he says, I didn't shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching, testifying, um, that he did the ministry that God gave him um, and never quit until he was yeah. at the total end. I would say um, you should go up one more, one verse early because you could throw the word serving. Yep, mm -hmm. absolutely. I just got a sermon out of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and then in verse 24 when he says, but I do not account my life of any value or as precious to myself, um, it just made me go right, you know, eventually he would write Galatians and mm -hmm. write Galatians 2.20 and, you know, about that it's no longer his life who that he's living in. He's saying the same thing right here. What in verse 24? Um, yeah. That's what I have wow beside of. Yeah, yeah uh, I had a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> I mean, but I don't account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. Right. Our society teaches us exactly the opposite. opposite yeah. A 180, Dan, not a 360. <laughs> That's true. Yes. That's I know true. you I know you we and did. Drew are like yeah. far on that. that <laughs> yeah. Far. We turn around and come right back to where we started. <laughs> yeah. Um, if only, listen, if only I may finish my course. Mm -hmm. 
and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel and the grace of God. And I mean, this just passage today really, I mean, I, I'm, this is what should happen when you come to God's word. I'm like, bro, do I live that? Yeah. I think for a lot of us, we would say, well, you know, instead of finishing, we would say, well, Lord, show me a few little spots I can I can fit you into my life. You yeah. Know, show me. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we, and it goes back to, a lot of times when you read Paul, you think, man, he, he sure is full of himself kind of sometimes. But that's not the case because then we get to that point. He says, I don't count it for any worth at all as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. The only thing that matters is that I'm, I'm fulfilling what God's called me to do. And and there's this I, there's this feeling you get from him that, I mean, he, he says that, that the Spirit testifies that he'll be imprisoned wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you have to look forward to? Right. Now, me, I wake up in a comfortable bed, and I'm like, oh, really, I got to do this again? And here he is saying, wherever I go, I'm going to end up being in prison. But so be it, because I'm going to follow what God's put it. Uh, and it's just a whole different attitude than what we have today. Well, and I, I've said this before. I- and it's it's so simple, but it's it's so true. Paul's whole ministry was I'm gonna roll up in town, get snot beat out of me, get up, preach about Jesus, and go to the next one. Roll into town, get the snot beat out of me, <laughs> preach about Jesus. Or oh, I got it backwards. Roll into town, preach about Jesus, get snot beat out of me, and run out of town. Go to the next town, preach Jesus, get the snot beat out of me. That's what he did the whole yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I just picture the folks learning from him being like. There's got to be an easier way that we have to do oh, yeah. this too. I mean, can you see Paul? He's got his eyes swollen. He's going, now Jesus loves us, yeah. and he calls us to this faithful ministry. And they're going, bro, you're missing four teeth on the left, and you your eye is swollen shut, bro. And look, you got stitches in your ankle. Yeah, what are you I doing? Mean, right. Wow. And knowing that, that he was going to be facing those things, and yet he still went, as you mm-hmm. said, but it, that reminded me that of Moses. God told Moses that Pharaoh's heart would be hardened, mm-hmm. and yet God, Moses still went. And so how many times would do we, knowing that we're going to face opposition or even failure, still do what God asks us to do? Probably. Well, I would say even with, without either of those things. Yeah. I mean, just daily life was, oh, no, I'm too busy. I got other stuff to do. Right. Um, we're too busy at times just to sit down and read the word. I was about to say we rarely get to the point where we can fail, you know, because we don't start. Right. Yeah. We don't we don't reach that point where we see opposition because nobody knows we're Christians. Mm-hmm. I forget which which um, preacher said it. Um, he said it's not that Christianity doesn't work; it's just that we hadn't tried it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. I'm just trying not to talk a lot, y'all. But I want to go. But listen, this is really the life that we should have going back. And I didn't see that until you called it out. Paul said, here's my life, serving, declaring, and Mm -hmm. testifying. Mm -hmm. And then I would say getting stoned (laughs) and not with marijuana. You are on a roll tonight. I'm not sure. Did he not get stoned? He did. He did. He did. (laughs) But I mean, that's what. Well, I mean, he says it, or, okay, serving, declaring, testifying, imprisoning. Better word? No, either one. Either one. Well, you guys flipped out over the stoning word. It was your comment afterwards. But that's a life well lived, man. right. I'm just. That's why he could say, I have finished Mm. the race. Come on with it. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I fought the good fight. 
my mind went blank. I, it does that all the time. You know that. You, I've you finished work the with race. Me. I have <laughs> kept the faith. That's right. What? So how does this connect? And I know we're we're we haven't really gotten to the probably next week about the church, but this is about this is about the church that is us. Mm-hmm. What would happen in a church? And I mean the body of believers that make up a specific entity that is the body at a certain place. If everybody had that thought, right. number one, they're here to, to mm-hmm. serve and not to be served. Mm-hmm. I believe I heard Jesus say that somewhere. Right. The Son of Man came to serve and not be served. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Declare the truth of Jesus. Testify, I love this, of the repentance mm-hmm. of God. And then not care about the outcome. I'm going to go that route and not care about the outcome what they say what they do to you and then and then you do that and you can do that when you get verse 24 when i don't account my life of of any value or as precious to myself when and here's the truth our society says the exact opposite yeah it's your life do what you want oh yeah right because society says oh this is the only day that you have off so of course you should stay home and sleep in or oh, you have you need to have time as a family to go and so, yes, sometimes you do, but not every Sunday. Um, <clears throat> or don't don't tithe, don't tithe <laughs> right, because you need that money for that. Right. You work for that money. Yeah, yeah. Right. That fourth car Absolutely. you got to have. And, <laughs> right, right. You know, right. whatever. <clears throat> or your eighteenth vacation. Well, and the problem is that we we never get to those things at service and stuff because. The thing that's rampant now in our churches is entertainment. Yeah. We go to be entertained. We go to feel good about ourselves and be distracted for a little while and then leave. And so, you know, I'm not saying every church, obviously. I'm very happy to say that is not the case at Mary Baptist Church. Not that you're boring. I mean, sometimes I'm (laughs) but you know. Um, But... (laughs) I mean, there's here. a lot of things that you say about me. I don't think boring would be no, one. No, definitely not. Um, definitely not. But yeah, so often they, I mean, I, I was not going to get on my high horse about this. It's been on my mind all week. There are, I, I've watched multiple clips of churches, of pastors on Super Bowl Sunday kicking the Bible, punting yeah, I mean, what are they thinking? Really? Yes, yeah. I've seen them too. And I was like, oh, that's one. Cr-. No, I keep seeing different ones. And I'm like, what are y'all? What? I mean, how do you even. Dude, I'm so that? old school that I don't just write memory verses mm-hmm. going back to the beginning. <laughs> I don't put anything on top of my Bible. Right, right. You'll yep. never see me unless it's my, maybe for a second if I'm just out of my mind yeah. for a second. My Bible is always going to be on top. Yep. And there's, there's nothing on top of my Bible yeah. except maybe another Bible. Right. <laughs> Double stack them, yeah. I, I don't. That's how, yep. and and I, I'm like you. I've seen him, and I'm like, how, what are we doing, guys? Yeah. And so it used to be that that it was the world, and it still is to to an extent. If you really think of it, big picture. So it used to be you say, well, I go to church, and I know what I'm getting is biblically based. I know you can't trust that no. anymore. And so we have to always be on the lookout, and that's why the this wave of biblical illiteracy is so dangerous yeah. is because you can go headlong into one of these churches and not know what's going on. Yep. You gonna say something? Because I got I'm gonna get on my high horse for a minute. And because and, and this is what I'm dealing with our youth. Mm-hmm. Bring your Bible yes mm-hmm. to church. Mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. 
And so every, I mean, they, they, <laughs> they're like, I'm only like three weeks in now, and this is just me. They all come in with their Bible and with the notebook. I was about to say, I don't know how many times I've heard you say, bring your Bible, bring your notebook. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm, and I walk around Sunday mornings to the youth. They didn't think I was going to do this. <laughs> so my first back in with the youth is a yeah. Wednesday night. And so I said, I'm telling you, I'm coming around Sunday to look at you. And so I'm like, show me your Bible, show me your notebook. Yeah. I don't, I don't have it. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. You're at church. Right. Yeah. Yep. Why would you, why? Would you not bring your Bible yeah. mm-hmm. and a notebook mm-hmm. to ta- I don't care if you take a bunch yeah. of notes, something. But that that's so key to be an active participant rather than just sitting there staring. Exactly. Off. Yeah. And the great thing that I love right now about our church is is we are in this, and I'm going back to what we're talking about. This serving, we are making a mm-hmm. big push about servants. Yeah. And about serving others, and we're finding places. I mean, I'm finding it for our youth as well. Where they can serve, yep. even if it's just something as simple as like, so I got a team of me, of me. I've got a team <laughs> with me, and I've got them. Their job right now is that to serve is because we share um, the youth room also houses a um, Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. Their job is Sunday mornings after church. They don't just run out the door. They go over there and get the room prepped for the mm-hmm. night service. Mm-hmm. Wednesday night after we have a crew meeting. They set the room back up for Mona so, yeah. on Thursday night and for Sunday school. Yeah. Right. That's serving. That yep. you may say, well, that's just ridiculous. You got but you're teaching Teach, yep. and ingraining yep. in these young people that you come to serve. Yep. yep. Early church we see at waiting tables. What is the first yep. thing Paul said? He didn't yeah. He, yeah. he didn't say declaring. He didn't say right. testifying. Yep. He said serving. Yep. yep. And so we need to have a servant's heart. And what would happen if we had that, listen, and serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and trials that have happened to me through the plots. Lisa had a, a guy that worked, she worked with, not with Stago, but a, a, and I'm just, I don't know if I can call the name of the, the hospital place, but, and he was a believer. And so they hit it off well. And, and she was telling me one time, she said, he parks cars Hmm. she said but he takes it so serious and he he actually told her he's now gone to be with jesus he said this is the ministry god called Mm -hmm. me to yep i make sure they get in the parking lot and they don't hit children and they Mm -hmm. get he says i have umbrellas i have this i make sure they get in the building unscathed not just an obligation and then i make sure they leave Mm -hmm. without hitting a kid they get back dry Mm -hmm. with umbrellas I make sure they do that. That's a servant's heart. As opposed to just coming in and then leaving and hardly even fellowship talking to people, but let alone serving and not thinking that, you know, uh, I don't have anything to contribute. And so they don't do anything. And so, yeah. Well, I'll I'll take it even one step further. There's those ones that say, well, I signed up for it. I reckon I got to do it. And there's such a difference between that and what you just described of saying, this is my opportunity, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, If if that's your your thought, don't don't even sign up for it. You keep looking at time. Are we out of time? It's three (laughs) minutes. I I figured we did have a little. Yeah, I know, but it still flew by. Good. Well, we're going to take an extra five. Okay, maybe all out. (laughs) So, and by the way, that's how it 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 should begin. Is this servanthood? Mm -hmm. 
And then he goes, then I declare to you. And then then it's you, it's this process, I really believe, for the believer yeah. in that new creation process. You, When you're a baby, you don't figure out how to do trigonometry as a baby. You don't figure out how to teach um, chemical equations, equations <laughs> as a toddler when you're first learning to walk and talk. Right. You don't even run marathons. And what do you do? You learn. Right. Mm-hmm. You serve. Yep. And then you begin to declare. Then as you begin to learn and you you get these new ideas, and I've said it all along, that's why in our lives, start from when you begin to really get something. You have Paul's in your life mm-hmm. and Timothy's in your life. Mm-hmm. And and I've added this on, and Barnabas's to encourage you. Right. Mm-hmm. But you ha- you keep you never I was reading in um in our book here, I'm just about mm-hmm. finished Habits of Grace. He said you never stop being a learner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, even when you get to maturity, as First John talks about um, adult men or older men, you never quit learning right. anything about Jesus. Right. So, if man, this text has come alive to me <laughs> today. Um, how do we go about making this occur? I guess that's, let's mm-hmm. close with that. What are your thoughts about how can... What do we need to say to people? What what do we need to encourage people to say? Hey, find somewhere to minister mm-hmm. and go with at it with all your heart. Mm-hmm. That's mine, by the way. You can't steal it. <laughs> uh, no, I was just I was going to give a really churchy answer. I guess I will. Uh, no, it, it starts with prayer and being in God's Word. It does. I mean, you. And this is what I found, and it's one of those things. I first of all, I've never met anybody who's like, yeah, I don't get anything in Bible. I know all of it already. Like. You're always learning. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, but one of the things that that just hits me the more I read and the more I know is again that that humility that comes with understanding our wretchedness, God's holiness and greatness, and the fact that he sent his son down to bridge those two things. And so once you have that, you have to have that humility that comes from knowing that you're no better than, than you're a sinner just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. once you have that, you begin to get that servant heart because you realize the people that served God in your life and and shared the gospel with you, you then want to return the favor to, to others and spread it as well. So I'm thinking that... Um, you need sometimes. I was about yeah, to say she's going to tell me I was wrong on no, all the counts. No, not at all. <laughs> but sometimes you have to just try things, and it may not. You may find out that you don't really like it, yeah. or it doesn't. You don't aren't really good at it, and you need to try something else. And I think that that's okay because at least you're willing to try. But I also, along the lines of serving, um, I don't remember the point I was going to make, but maybe it'll come to me. But I do. Re- I remember so clearly. Bear with me. I remember very clearly when we moved from Ohio to our first stop in Virginia, Yorktown. And in Ohio, I was making meals for people all the time, for m- new moms, for you know whatever. And then we moved to Yorktown, and I didn't know anybody. And I and it was a big church, and I, and I. Even though making meals was very hard physically on me, when I didn't have that opportunity anymore, I missed it. And so I think that those people who are do not serve don't know what you're missing. And once you begin to serve, then you'll find, once you find that yeah. where God wants to use you, you'll find that 
you know, you'll wonder, what, how did I not do this before? So you just got to get out there and do it. Yeah, just take a step out, man. Find there's something God wants. He never called anybody to sit in a pew. All right, Dan, right. you got excited. I got, very yeah. Here. Well, it. Um, He's jerked the glasses I gotta find, off people. I got to find the uh, verse here. The amazing um, fade has come alive. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, verse yeah. 22. Oh, yeah. And now, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there. And, of course, then he goes on, except that the Holy Spirit testifies me in every city, imprisonment and afflictions await. But there's this idea of it's not all figured out. And, and what has oh, – gracious, I, I'm, I've gotten better, but I'm still one of the world's worst warriors about, like, am I going to make a fool out of myself if I do something new, if I go into this place, if I talk to somebody I don't know. If I, and, but it's amazing, and partially because of what you're talking about, once you start serving, you want more of it. You want to be involved. You don't want to miss it. In the last year or two, I found myself in situations I never thought I'd be in. And so I adopted this kind of attitude of, I'll show up. God, you got to do the rest, but I'll show up. Yeah. And you'll be amazed at where he will lead you when you you got with that attitude. We get in the way way too often. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess we're done. I guess so. (laughs) We only went three over. Hey, that's great. A good minute and a hey, half if you want it. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we want to be a church of Jesus Christ. We want to be a church that is not known for the arguments and not known for the disagreements or the color of the carpet fight. But, God, we want to be a a, a church body that's known for the serving with humility, the declaring and the testifying. And, God, let that, I pray for our church at Marion, But I pray for every church that listens, whether you're in America, South America, Europe, Asia, um, Antarctica, um, just anywhere, Father. Um, Africa, be be with them, Father. And um, help us to look to you and be filled with your power. And just count it all joy when we do face trials and tribulations. And Lord, we love you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I am Hank Meadows. I'm lead pastor, youth pastor, associate pastor (laughs) at Mary Bush Church. (laughs) We're working on it. And um, I got my home slice, Miss Mona, with me. Hey, I got old four eyes over there with me, too. (laughs) So much better than (laughs) punk eyes. (laughs) Oh, Dan. Hey, thank you, guys. Bye, y'all. Six weeks to Easter.